This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. Football is back after yet another international break and it was the first visit to the home dugout for our new coach, Liam Manning. Liam promised us excitement and although the first third of the game was a little bit like a chess match, you could see our confidence building against a very good Middlesbrough team with nine wins in the last 11 matches. And the excitement ramped up with City going 2-0 up with a wonder goal from TGH and a well-taken penalty, yes, penalty, from Tommy Conway. Borough came out the second half with extra focus and intensity and levelled with two quick goals. But City had the last laugh and a Sykes Thunderbolt from a tight angle so you just take all three points and move up to 11th. And it's on this weekend in 1977, City scored four goals to beat Middlesbrough at Ashton Gate. All four from Joe Royal on his debut. Yesterday we scored 4-2, although one was in the wrong net. On to Southampton now on Wednesday. And Matt is with me. Matt, your uh, summation of the game yesterday. I really enjoyed it, mate. Um, I think it's clear the way that Liam Manning wants to play, um, very possession-based. I think a, a, a fair percentage of our fan base are going to need to understand that um, because there was a lot of grumbles and moaning in the first sort of 30 minutes yesterday. Um, unsurprisingly for me, I had a bit of a debate with someone um, sat close it's to me. not like you. I know, no, but but kept sort of chanting, get it forward in what are we doing? And I sort of said to him, you know, this is what Liam Manning said. We're going to keep the ball um, and get used to it. And I, and I I wasn't disagreeing necessarily with looking forward a little bit more and, and trying to be a little bit more attack-minded with some of those opportunities. But yeah, so so for me, really enjoyed it. I liked to see what he was trying to do with keeping the ball. I just think a few of our fans, or more than a few, need to kind of understand that because... I, I didn't like the grumblings that were going on in his first game in charge with what he was trying to do. It was kind of come on, you know, give the give the bloke a chance and just try and see what we're trying to do. There was one moment in about the twenty eighth minute where it was like something really bad had happened somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. It, I I was Gardner like, Hick, look, Gardner Hickman played the ball back to Viner. Yeah, I was looking yeah. around thinking, oh my god, what's happened? There's some there's yeah. a fight breaking out in the crowd or something. It yeah. was really strange. I've not heard that it, before. It, it was, I mean, it wasn't a fight breaking out because he's a close friend of mine, but it was a bit like that. He was quite um, very animated in terms of, no, it's not good enough. And we got to get there. And then an, another guy was sort of saying, you know, am, am I missing something here? Surely the, the object of football is to get the ball in the net. And to do that, you've got to go forward. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But also, if we've got the ball, they haven't. And we're trying to pick the right opportunity to go forward rather than just play it into a mm. position with, you know, more hope than judgment. So, but you're right. That moment really stuck out and it was kind of what he's just kept the ball. He's just not needlessly. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. what I mean. I think fans need to understand that is absolutely the way that Liam Manning's side is going to play. And Oxford fans said the same. They got a little bit um, too much was sort of sideways and backwards, but I, I just genuinely felt it was with a real purpose yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're going to get uh, Lee's three words live now, hopefully. Uh, Lee's three words this week are patience, people, patience. 
Nice. Pretty much, pretty much picking up on um, picking up on what Matt's just talked about there. Particularly, yeah, you know, we're going to have to get used to um, the style of football, which is quite a common style of football. Everybody talks about wanting to be like Man City and Liverpool and England. If you actually watch them, I just caught up on match of the day. You watch the Premier League teams, Arsenal. They're going to get themselves in trouble a few times, like we yeah. did yesterday, um, trying to trying to play out. But it's about you know keeping the ball and picking the right moments to try and go forward. And when they do, that's the fast front, uh, fast foot, front foot football that we've talked about. I think some some fans think that that's more gung ho, you know, attack, 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 and it, it isn't that. It's about you know retaining it, trying to open up the doors, and then when the, when those doors are open, then really execute fast and do it. And we did that yesterday. I thought in the end it was it was it was difficult at the beginning, um, the first thirty minutes, as you say getting used to it but once you once you know that's what to expect then it's just about sitting there patient and watching it i quite mm. enjoyed it and sometimes uh matt that the openings do come a lot earlier but as i said at the start middlesbrough are a really good team who are in really good form uh and you have to just wait for those openings to come but sometimes also we might get that chance in the first five minutes which we've seen quite often i think that's the, the key thing as well patch the opposition you know there weren't any mugs yesterday um, and I know we'll talk about the moments in the game. I'm not sure what minute the, the opportunity when Sykes, he broke and played it to tonight. Um, you know, that was probably moving on a little bit. But, you know, Biggs's point there, Gareth Southgate, that's exactly how England play. Um, and we know from our own mates the frustration that that seems to cause for some. And yet he's been the most successful England manager in my lifetime played some fabulous football at times, but yeah, also at times retain the ball when, you know, you want to see him going forward, but we're not then giving it away. So even the the, the, the sort of highest level within this country, that was a mirror of the way that we were playing yesterday. So um, I've got, I have absolutely no problem with it at all yesterday. Um, I could see what we were trying to do and I've not seen necessarily that be the case over the last, you know, sort of 18 months or so. Um, and I don't mean, I mean, I guess it is a reflection on Nigel Pearson, but um, I think sometimes we did just just give the ball away and then we were defending constantly. Didn't do that yesterday against a very, very good team. Okay, let's do our talk club check-in. I'll kick off. I'll go straight in at eight, eight out of 10. Um, had a really good day yesterday. Great to see Nathan Baker coming back to Ashton Gate and also Jamie McAllister, uh, as well as all of the, the the usual ambassadors. It was a fantastic day um, in the FPA world. But um, on top of that as well, always great to get a win. First win for Liam Mannon at home. Uh, and curry-wise last night, Matt, I, uh, I'm, oh, I'm really liking... No, no, I'm really liking the dopiazza that you put me there on. There you go, see? Yeah, yeah, uh, Double onion, for those who don't know what that means. Um, yep. I didn't until last week. So, yeah, that was a ni- nice one. And and Christmas is starting today in the Warner household. Um, we're taking it upon ourselves to get the tree, get it all decked up. So it, I, I just don't know where that's come from, really. Christmas has just appeared out of nowhere. In November, mate, as well. It's early, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the last yeah. weekend in November. So, yeah. 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 There we are. But, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Matt, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm a good 8. I'm a good 8. Um as I say, really enjoyed it yesterday. Good to see, um, you know, friends again back down the gate. Um, thankfully, the last international break until March, I think. Mm. Um, so we've got a lot of football between now and then. Looking forward to Wednesday at Southampton. Looking forward to the fans forum at the Hen and Chicken on Monday. Yeah. Um, 
And there was a bit of me in in those early moments yesterday thinking, "Oh Liam, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what you're going to expect at the headed chicken on Monday." But um, I'm sure there will be a, a few random questions that get thrown in there. But yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a good eight. Enjoying I'm a celebrity as well. I've got to say, I'm a bit of an I'm a celebrity yeah, uh, nerd, class. so I'm enjoying that. But yeah, no, all good, mate. Thank you. Okay, and yourself, Lee? Yeah, I'm a. I'd say I was a good seven. Football help yesterday. A couple of. Uh, crappy weeks at work to be honest with you so um the the, the pickup on the weekend was good 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 performance yesterday bit of golf in the morning watched a bit of football then watched my daughter do her uh, annual dance show last night which was all nice. good fun seeing loads of those um all the effort that they put into all the volunteers so mm. it's good to see that side of it and as you say christmas has snuck up it's kind of felt really <laughs> christmasy this weekend um so i think my wife just mentioned before she went out that she wants me to Put the lights up outside. Get up in the loft. Uh, so I've got that. I've got that to do. So I might be down to a six by the time I finish that. <laughs> yeah, wrap up. Oh, I miss bloody freezing. Yeah. Um, right. Also, today is uh, Tony Ford's 79th birthday. 188 caps uh, for Bristol City in the 60s. And uh, Matt, we had the cider reds edition. Uh, came out yesterday again with with uh, Ryan J Wallace's front cover, which are fantastic. Um, and he, I think he's hoping to get down to Ashton Gate next next year. So oh, brilliant for the first ever time. So it'd be great to great to meet him. Um, but yeah, anything catch your eye in that side of Reds program? I I always like the uh, the profiles, and there's one um, in this episode or this this program of Gordon Lowe. Um, used to be a, what the old Scottish wing half, as they used to refer to them. Mm. But yeah, Paul Paul Gainey um, always does sort of good profiles on that. So um, I enjoyed that. Not not a player, obviously, I ever came across. Um, and and actually, all all of it, Patches. It's a real. I keep saying it, but it's a real throwback to programs when I was growing up. It's got all of the information. You know, you like to see. Almost forget. I forgot Albert. Or not Albert, I remember Albert playing for Borough, but Yannick Balassi playing for Borough, Ian Baird playing for him. So, yeah, it's, it's always a really, really good read and good to see um, as I walk in, you know, Winterstoke Road End that is it's available for sale and you can pay by cash or card. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd absolutely encourage people to, to go out and buy it because it is a really good read, and especially on a cold Sunday now, catching up on it, yeah. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Gordon Lowe passed away in October, so uh, that's did, probably yeah. the driver for that focus. But yeah, fantastic. Also, um, the uh, the the climb, the big climb back series from Mike Adams in there, and I think yesterday it was all about Rob Newman, who was also mm. at the ground uh, yesterday. So yeah, always a good read. Get that checked out. Right onto the team for yesterday. Uh, so the team news was Max O'Leary, Campering. Matty James, Jason Knight, Conway Dickey, Sykes, Tanner, Bell, Gardner Hickman in and Zach Viner, and that's in numerical order. Um, but that lineup, Matt, that back four, Tanner, Dickey, Viner, and Pring is pretty settled now, isn't it? There aren't really any options, mate, either as well. When when you look at it in terms of um, you know, we we know um Rob Atkinson has unfortunately suffered a bit of a, a setback, doesn't seem to be mm overly serious but obviously Rob um not coming back in Hayden Roberts not available from that left back position so yeah I think it's it's settled but settled because there aren't too many options maybe Nate Smith am I right in thinking I'm sure I saw a note yesterday that Pring is suspended for Southampton yeah I was going to ask you about that um yeah. in terms of of him not being available on Wednesday it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how how he deals with that yeah, there's a few yeah, options. Think, there's a few options. Um, whether yeah. he whether he changes formation or not, I'm not sure whether he's up for doing that. But if you went to three at the back, you could throw Naismith in with um with Dicky and Viner, yeah. 
as an yeah. option. But other than that, left-sided defenders, it has to be you know, someone coming up from from the. As you say, you're going to be looking at academy, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. And then uh, Lee, we uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman. Obviously, I, I've heard in several several interviews with Liam Manning that he was um, very disappointed to be dropped or not in the team um, up at QPR, but he certainly staked his claim for a game on Wednesday as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think you, you guys discussed in the last pod that, um, you know, maybe the reasons behind that QPR lineup, which I can kind of understand, but I think if I was in in Taylor's shoes, I'd have been uh, probably having a chat about wanting to understand what, mm. the, what the thinking was there. Because I thought he had a we I think, I can't remember if he was man of the match, the match before that for you guys, or certainly yeah. highly it's rated, just, you, know, couple, you know. Yeah, a couple of games you know, before. Was, so yeah. so to, to miss out at QPR. So I, I guess I wasn't really surprised um, at the lineup given the fact that he'd then he'd had a good two weeks on the training ground to really look at the players and really want to set his stall out um, at home. And I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll catch up on it towards the end, but I thought it was kind of uh, marked that actually Voiman didn't get on the pitch towards the end when he made some of the changes as well. So I think he kind of set his stall out there with what he wanted in midfield. Yeah, man. And then that front four, if you like, uh, Sykes on the right, Knight in the middle, Sam Bell on the left. And Tommy up front. Uh, obviously, you get QPR with Tommy up front by himself. It just didn't really work out. But I thought yesterday, Jason Knight was playing a lot closer to Tommy. Yeah, he was. Um, and I think that was, again, because of Gardner Hickman being on there um, and allowing that. Jason Knight's key in the way that we play. Um, you know, his, his energy levels. He goes, I mean, he's, he's everywhere, isn't he? He really is that, that sort of player. I did still feel Tommy was slightly isolated early on for sort of 10, 15. Um, and probably it's part of his game that he's going to need to improve on is that physicality and, and being able to keep the ball as it comes into him. Um, it's not his game, but if we're going to play him as that one, um, and I think we will still, although that we'll, we'll talk about Harry Cornick's contribution when he came on. Um, yeah, he's going to need to learn from that. And um, as I say, yeah, Knight is critical in the way that we want to play with that. Yeah, and the bench is getting stronger and stronger. Carl Naismith, yeah. Joe Williams, Harry Cornick, Anis Mometti, Andy Vyman, and then, you know, effectively some of the youth team players still, but yeah. both have proven, well, Ephraim in particular has proven that he can he can have an impact, and Jamie Knight-LaBelle has, has had an opportunity as well. So, yeah, um, yeah looking good uh, in terms of, of that bench there. Right, let's have a look then at the minutes. Oh, before I do that, it was a 50th league appearance for Sam Bell yesterday as well so big congratulations to him and a couple of weeks for Sam then yeah absolutely yeah no absolutely uh Liam Manning mentioned in one of his chats during the week that he's got a bit of a superstition and I picked up on it straight away with his water bottle I don't know if you picked it up but uh yeah I've seen that at all his water bottle remains in the sort of top left hand corner of the technical area at all times uh and he he kind of intimated it was a point of focus for him and it's a bit of a technique i think in um you know that hypnotherapists use and all of that sort of stuff because he suffers with ocd he's come out and said as well uh and it's a bit of a a, a grinding lee i think in terms of a refocus point mm. yeah I, i'm quite interested in that that type of stuff i actually noticed it as well because as you know i sit in the in the lands down in the technical area <laughs> yeah pretty, felt like i want to be in the technical area yesterday but yeah i'm always kind of watching um, watching how the coaches operate, I did it under sort of Nigel's regime, and interested to see sort of Liam and his team for the for the first time yesterday. And it was very calm, um, very 
a lot of talking going on, but in a very calm way, a lot of direction going through it, a lot mm. of kind of consultation. It just felt like a a calm working environment, I guess is how I would how I would phrase it and uh, and that focus there. Yeah. I've I've not looked at it from from the sex, and I'll be honest, is what's what's the kind of interaction, Lee, with him and with Chris Hogg? I mean, obviously, Khalifa Cisse's on the bench now, isn't he? he yeah, he was kind of an outcast, but he was very much on the the kind of recruitment and the the technical bit, and you didn't really see him. But yeah, what, what's the dynamic? Yeah, look like? I think I mean going going by yesterday's game, which is obviously only the 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 only the, the first game at home. Um, it was noticeable that Liam was pretty much, I think, in that technical area the whole match. I he didn't think sit he down. sat back down at all. Um, Pat Mountain came out a couple of times, but certainly a lot less than when he did under Nigel, where he was often out um, barking orders or trying to pass on instructions. Um, and and Chris Hogg would often come out and sort of almost not put his arm around him, but they were always in consultation, something that he spotted right. just talking, you know, but it was just felt not massively different to, not, you know, to how Nigel did it. I'm not saying that Nigel's technical box was ranty and ravey. He was quite a calm, you know, yeah. isn't he really you know Nigel but um yeah it was just um it, it felt less busy in there I thought um with with Nigel you'd have Pat out Jason out sometimes sometimes Nigel would come out obviously Curtis Fleming mm, it yeah. felt less busy if if I'm if I'm being honest look, looking at it, it just felt a lot a bit bit calmer in there from that perspective yeah interesting stuff okay right ninth minute burst forward from Sykes he lays it off to Jason Knight who has to stretch a little bit and the keeper then parries out the cross Bell leaves it for Pring who shoots but it's blocked Matt that's the chance you were talking about at the uh, just a few minutes ago yeah, and that was a, was a real gr- good opportunity it was Gardner Hickman with the shot um, oh was it yeah yeah um yeah is it, was it Sonny Dieng there goalkeeper the ex-QPR he was good wasn't he yeah yeah, I think I might even have been their captain. Um, I again, I've not I've not watched the highlights back, but I'm I'm obviously in the south stand. Um, it looked like Sykes had just played it a little bit too heavy because you felt that there was a real opportunity to to sort of get a, a, a decent shot away, whereas it it, it looked on the, the replay that I saw in the sta- stadium um, that Knight was kind of yes, Dieng pushed it across, but it was more of a cross as opposed to a shot on goal. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Gardner Hickman. That yeah, you're right. You're right. Wait, yeah, wave Bell away to sort of say I'll take it. Didn't quite get a clean connection, did he? Well, so Bell a... did get and still get in the way a little bit for, for yeah. my for my liking. Um, but that was the first real burst forward, and and you just yeah. thought, right, we've been really patient. Here's here's an opportunity coming. It was great to see, you know, great to see Sykes stride stride him forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, his ball was a tiny bit heavy if, if we're being hypercritical. But uh but yeah, none nonetheless, a first a first chance and a first opportunity. Um twenty-first minute, Borough get the ball in the net, but it's offside. A warning bell that uh there, Lee. Uh it was a, a ball across the face. Um I'm not even sure whether it might have been almost going in that one and whether you had to touch it or not. But uh, yeah, my angle wasn't great. How about yours? Yeah, um he was definitely offside, but I was a bit panicky because um about Five minutes before that linesman had missed a clear, and I'm talking two or three yards offside on the far, a, a cross ball over towards a Dorman, Dorman stand. And um, you, you're then always a bit conscious. Is he a bit behind the players? Is he missing it a little mm. bit? So when you've seen that ball come across, um, yeah, I was glad to see the flag go up and he, and he was clearly offside. I think, I think from my angle, it looked like it needed finishing off. I don't think it was going in, yeah. um, but I know what you mean. It was quite, it was quite close to the line, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I saw the, saw the flag go up. 
as he sort of what, made what contact with it. Yeah, what was interesting with that patch as well was just how much space the lad had on the left. Like Sykes, he hadn't tracked the run. Mm. Um, and Crooks, Crook, Matt Crooks, ex-Rotherham, he looked massive. He looked about six yeah. foot seven. He was huge, wasn't he? But actually, he's pretty decent on the ground as well, as we'll sort of see with his, his goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he sort of played it across and there was like a little back heel flick or something, and then it was played one more and that the, the lad, um, I don't know if it was Greenwood, had a load of space and yeah, it, it wasn't going in, it needed touching in, but um, I thought it was offside at the time and as you know, with any goal I look across and it went straight up. So, yeah. but it was a little bit of a, a, a bit of a warning. There'd been one a little bit earlier where Zach had done brilliantly to sort of, um, almost sort of want a Cruyff turn as such, but come away with the ball, but it was a heavy touch then. Mm. And then they were in, and I think that was Greenwood again with a shot. So, you know, just a couple of little warnings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely offside. Yeah. They were certainly threatening. Oh, 36 minutes. Jason Knight, who makes the pass to TGH, who carries the ball forward, finds himself 20 plus yards out with a chance to shoot. And you have to say it's been coming for him, but this was something special. He bends it right footed into virtually the top corner, hits the underside of the crossbar, bounces down, bounces back up into the roof of the net. And it's a goal from outside of the box. And it's one nil Lee. Yeah, that was uh, uh, me and my dad had a great angle of that. Basically, where we sat, we were just <laughs> behind him with. Uh, and, and what was really great to see with that patch, and I think it's what TJ just brought to our midfield was the space did open, and he just yeah. went forward with it. He attacked the space for you know. So for for those sort of uh, grumblers at the beginning, we were talking about main and about possession play. When 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 it was there, you know, he he strode forward and on. And uh, I actually thought when he when he shot, it had hit the bar and come out. Because I was up and then down, and then you well, couldn't see the net ripple, and it had gone in. I thought it had been touched in first. You've, but just, it was you've just come to ex- you've come to expect it, Lee, haven't you? In in recent <laughs> months, that it will just yeah. bounce and oh no, that's not going in. But yeah. when it, when you see it hit the roof of the net, I could see it cross the line. But when it bounced up and hit the roof of the net, it was just pandemonium. Yeah, I mean, I was I, uh, driving home last night listening to Talk Sport. They were um, they were. They were going on about Michael Elise's strike. Um, I don't know if you've seen that for Crystal Palace, you know, goal of the season, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, well, you need to go and see Taylor's. I've <laughs> seen it this morning. It's a good strike, but it ain't as good as Taylor's was last yesterday. That was, that was, that's what I, I think I turned around to my dad and said, that's one of the best goals I've seen down here for a long time from a City player. Yeah, that's a, that's a, another conversation that one. Maybe we'll get to that yeah. later. Um, but Matt, that, it was one of those ones where you just turn to the person next to you and just go, oh my God. I just think it it was his back lift. I mean, it's it he he's almost it sounds stupid to say, it, but he's almost passed it into the net. There's yeah. the, the little back lift on it. It's not a sort of you know top of your foot drive or whatever. It's just all about technique. I think Dickie had won a header, um, but like Lee said, he got the ball and he just went forward with it. Belly admittedly made a, a good run as well to yeah. keep the, the defender sort of occupied. And I think TGH, who I've got to say absolutely love his attitude um on and off the pitch um i don't know if you would have seen it but right at the end as they're you know they do their um social media videos and stuff he took the phone and then went to stand in front of section 82 yes, saw that picture to have a little video selfie um of it and he's got a, you know I, I love listening to him speak he speaks very very well clearly very settled here um and if he puts in performances like that he's he's going to be He's going to be a player we'll talk about in years to come. You know that that kind of Brownhill-esque type player that 
you know, he's very energetic. Um, and you've got to remember as well, this is his first proper season where he's playing regularly. Mm. Um, and he's only going to get better. And I think he's only going to get better under Liam Manning as well. So, yeah, it was a brilliant goal. Absolutely brilliant goal. He's quite... He's quite purposeful in the in the way that he runs his technique. Yep. If you watch that goal back, his right arm is is literally straight as he's running in. He, he's got a clear sort of style to him as yeah. well, which I really like. It looks like a real a real asset to the team. And uh, yeah, only getting a few minutes here and there at West Brom, he's certainly going to get his opportunities this season. It, it was one of those goals patched it there's not a keeper in the land that saves that. It was Well, that and that's a good point because it. everyone was saying how good that keeper was yesterday yeah. and it, it's going to take something like that or a penalty or a thunderbolt, yeah. which we'll come on to, to actually beat him. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a, you know, he, he, that one where he kind of, he, he uses the defender a little bit as well to, to to block the keeper. It was just a perfect strike. I mean, I've not I've not seen the, the Palace goal, but I'm with, I'm with Big Z. It's one of the best goals I've seen down there in many, many a year. Yeah. Okay, 38th minute, Borough come forward. It's a shot on goal, well saved at Max's near post. So, Lee, there was an immediate answer from Borough, but uh, on this one, Max was equal to it. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about Borough were a very good side, one of the best sides I've seen down there this season. Again, not the ball around. Um, similar style to what I think City are trying to do. And Carrick had a similar demeanour in the in the, in the, in the uh, technical area, like I talked about earlier. And they're always gonna, you're, they're always gonna create openings. But I think, generally speaking, we kept them at, at bay. And you know, I think it was a comfortable one for Max, really, wasn't it? I think we'll always say if you can let them take pot shots from the area, take your chances a little bit, because for all of a uh, Taylor Taylor type strike that we just talked about, um, there's probably another twenty games where uh, they're they're comfortable or high wide and handsome. So you, you've got to accept that tra- teams like Borough are gonna create chances. Yeah, that respect. one. That one was from Emmanuel Latte Leith. Uh, that opportunity was that the, uh, was that the number nine um yes i think it was he were he Good was player. yeah he was yeah. he was a he was a danger for us but i thought we handled him relatively well actually because he looked when he did get his chances like he could create some uh yeah. create some issues for us yeah 41st minute is a booking for taylor garden hickman matt um i'm trying to recall what that booking was for but i think it was a, a fairly nasty <laughs> tackle wasn't it? it it was and and it was one of those uh the ref was so quick to get the card out. Yes, kind that's of the thought, one. You thought, oh God. <laughs> is it, yeah, is it going to be a little bit more than that? But yeah, I think he just left a little bit on, I think it was Crooks again, um, or Matt yeah. Crook. Um, he left a little bit on him, but yeah, I don't, I mean, again, I've not watched it back, but um, I don't think it was a red, but the ref was so quick. You thought, oh bloody hell, is it going to be more than that? But yeah. yeah, you don't, and I don't think that's in his nature to, to make that, Type of type no, of but sometimes it, it sometimes you can be late it's timing in, and, and yeah. over the top of it, can't you? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what happened yesterday. I think it, it was a kind of a 50-50 where he probably came a little bit over the top of the ball and probably came down on his ankle. I think fair play, yeah. fair play to Crooks actually, because there's other players that have been rolling around, Good making point, yeah. a mill of that, and you know it could have been a, a lot worse. And actually, all of the Borough players because they weren't like they were throwing their hands up. You know, it was kind yeah. of like mm. probably knowing that it wasn't intentional, but probably looked a little bit. A little yeah. bit worse. Okay, um, lot to unpick now in the in the next few minutes. Forty uh, third minute, Conway's through on goal, but it's a well it's well saved by the Borough keeper who stood up to the attack really well. Then moments later, Tommy capitalises on an error and is almost away. Gets pulled down. It's a free kick and a yellow card. Tgh free kick is well struck, well saved 
The ball comes back in from TGH, which isn't great. Falls to Sykes after some poor defending and his cross finds Matty James, um, who who is taken down, should we say, but fantastic from Matty James sort of leaving his foot in to get pulled down. And it's a penalty. It's well finished by Tommy Conway to the keeper's right. Terrific knee slide from Tommy and an emotional celebration. And I guess for him, it's a relief to be back on the score sheet after almost eight weeks since those goals at Rotherham. So I'll come to you first, Matt. Tommy's through on goal. You're going to put your house on him scoring that one. Do you know, that's exactly the phrase I used to <laughs> treat next to me yesterday. Um, yeah, I would have done. I think I think he tried to to give it the eyes um, and kind of just hit Dieng in the, in the shins. If, if he lifts it slightly... Um, then he, he scores, you know, but he, he does everything right in terms of anticipating the back pass. He's in. Um, but yeah, again, you know, Dieng, Dieng makes a good save, but you're right. I would have expected Tommy to, to put that away. Yeah. And then uh, coming to you, Lee, for the next bit, uh, Tommy straight straight back in again. He sort of capitalised on a mistake at the back from Middlesbrough um, and he gets gets pulled down. And you think TJ has just scored that wonder goal. Could we see a free kick in the top corner? Yeah, yeah, and we, we were, and it was a good free kick, wasn't it? Again, yeah, you know, I think we found we we. I know you guys, you know, talk about it quite regularly around uh, set piece takers. I think in TGH we found someone who's got the technique on a yeah. on a pretty consistent basis. You know, um, he showed it with a strike. He showed it. He showed it with a couple of free kicks, really. And um, and and all you can do is, and I know Matt talks about this. This is one of his things. When I was a youth coach, I always used to say to my nephew, "Make sure you hit the target." <laughs> <laughs> and, and but it's true, it's true. You want it at the target because anything can happen. The keeper can spill it. It can go through his legs. It can go in if it doesn't hit the target, and it's it's never going in. So yeah, we were a little bit on top there, weren't we? It was that, mm. that little bit of momentum that we got. We kind of unpicked them and unravelled mm. them a little bit at the back by getting our shape a little bit better. I think that was where for me and Matt Minch, um, you both mentioned earlier about Jason Knight paying closer to Tommy. I think mm, we yeah. figured a way to put them under a bit more pressure at the back with the ball. And then turn it over quickly, and then we were getting in in behind with our with our pace. But um, I do have to pick up on um, on Tommy's one on one. Yeah, I put my ass on it, but it was it was a bad miss, guys. You know, as yeah. an ex striker, <laughs> you got you got to stick those away, especially against the top teams. And uh, and as we talked about, we know there's always a few boo boys about the guys at the back when they have their heavy touches and what they're doing. But it happens at the other end of the pitch as well. Yeah, and uh, it was um, it was it was uh, I was gutted for him, but I'm glad he got his his pen a little bit later. Yeah, it's obviously it's great that that he's got his head straight back up. He's that sort of player who won't let yeah. that phase him and affect him. And some players will their head will go down and um and that's it. But obviously, you know, him actually getting another opportunity, winning the free kick and scoring the penalty with relative calm um uh, was fantastic. But Matt, that's um interesting the, though. In, yeah, sorry, mate. In, interesting with the pen as well, because I wasn't sure who was taking it because I think Gardner well, they did the old um, they did the old decoy, didn't they? Do you think yeah. that's what it was again? Yeah, that, yeah, old... totally. Taylor yeah. stood on the Taylor stood on the spot straight away, I guess, to maybe right. to protect it or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought I thought Tommy was having it because I think yeah. he had the ball at I, one stage early on. 100%. I'm pretty sure. I remember um, when Tommy was on loan at Bath, he scored a, a number of penalties. So I went when I and I completely forgot that that was was what they were doing these days. Um, but yeah, I did think, oh, crikey, is he, is it, is it Taylor taking it? Yeah. 
a, a bit of a funny anecdote from yesterday. We ne, ne, the seat next to me and my dad is actually not a season ticket; it's a spare seat. So we'll sometimes it's spare, sometimes we'll have people that have just bought a ticket for the game. Yeah. So there was a guy there yesterday, first time we've seen him, and uh, we got the penalty, and he went, "Who takes the penalties?" <laughs> and, uh, and me and my me and my old man have looked at one another, and we've gone. Naki uh, Wells. Not sure, actually. Not sure, actually. <laughs> Normally, Naki Wells is what I said. I said, but we don't very often get one, so I got no idea he's going to be taking this one. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. Uh, I always, I always thought it would be Tommy that was going to take it, and even, even when I, that decoy yeah. happened, I knew it was going to be Tommy. You're right to say about the Matty James touch as well, though, Patch. I mean, I think it was a touch, knowing he's then going to get the penalty. 100%. Um, so he just makes sure he gets his toe there. Really clever, really clever. I don't know if it was but, Fry again who, who took him out, but yeah, it was good. It's a good good example there and of what Matty James brings to the team. There yeah. wouldn't have been many other players. It was, it was pure experience that he could yeah. see that as he, he just knew I just got to touch this ball, then yeah. stutter my steps a little bit, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna yeah. get cleaned yeah. out. Hundred percent, yeah, totally, yeah. totally right. Um, lovely and, and, pen as well, wasn't it? So yeah, cool. That little. Little stutter just to see Deng yeah, takes go a deep one breath way. and off he goes, yeah, and then it goes, yeah. Um, but just before that, so there was in that quick succession of play, there was two bad Middlesbrough defensive errors, yeah. and I was looking yeah. on their Twitter last night, um, and they put the result up, and loads of comments just said that was our, you know, our own downfall and defensive yeah, mistakes. Like you said, the the ball back in from TGH. Um, was sort of slightly yeah low. Well, I was going to say o- over hit, but no low. And the defender kind of heads it onto Sykes, doesn't he? Mm. he? Then plays it back, and then the same defender makes the challenge. So yeah, yeah it was it was it wasn't good defending from them. Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Half-time summary from Rob was an awkward watch at times, but can see they're trying to play new principles. Quite frankly, I welcome it, but it will take time. Ultimately, we managed the game and looked a lot less exposed than we did versus Coventry and Ipswich. Patience is key. Stick with it and eventually chances will come. Nothing says that better than 2-0 going in at the break. A wonder strike by TGH and a lesser spotted penalty to pop a cherry on the top. Let's stick with it all. Stay patient and wait for further opportunities. Okay. We all know what comes next. 49th minute. It's a Zach Viner own goal. Shot comes in from close range from Crooks. Hits the bar. And Zach cushions his header into the net, Lee. Um, you just thought, right, 2-0. Everyone's boiling at half time. It's all, it's all roses. But we've been here before and we know what could come round the corner. And that was just something that we haven't, I don't think we've seen an own goal for quite some time. No, not certainly not one like that. And I think that what, all right, good five minutes, I'd say, mm. before the officials, I think they obviously um, had had a bit of a talking to from uh, from Carrick and they were clearly on the front foot from from the kickoff trying to trying to rectify the the end of that first half but yeah you know I, th- I think it's just one of those one of those uh things um with Zach you know it's easy I think it's easy in hindsight to say why didn't you just do that why didn't you just do this but um you know did he did he see O'Leary on the floor it's easy to say when you're sat from the sat from the stands watching it but when you're in the midst of battle sometimes you're just thinking I'm just going to cushion this back because that's what I want to do and uh yeah unfortunately it was a good finish from Zach 
<laughs> yeah, Matt, it was um it it wasn't like a, a deflection into the net. This was a header back towards goal with with Max not not in not not anywhere to be seen, really. Yeah, I mean it, it, exactly like Lee said, I th- I think he just feels that he can cushion it back and Max just isn't up mm. ready for it, is he? And mm. even if Max is up. I think he's still having to make a decent save from Bonus header because it was kind of almost top top corner. But what what was good to see though, patch on it is um Taylor Gardner Hitman, I think, was the first one to him to sort of say, yeah. come on, let's get back at it. And then you saw sort of camp campering as well. But no one could quite again, believe it, I don't think. But yeah, they were all rallied rang, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And I saw, you know, Tommy Tommy was sort of there as well, saying everyone calm down and stay calm and and uh, you know. We'll get we'll get another one kind of thing. But Middlesbrough got the other one. Fifty uh, second minute is the equaliser. Um, it's the ball from Viner out to Tanner, who's dispossessed. The cross comes in uh, from Greenwood to Crooks, who slots it past Max for two two. And Matt, it's uh, it's two two after being so buoyant at half time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, commentators curse. I was saying to someone just how well I thought George Tanner had played. Um, I dealt with sort of most things in, I'd got forward a little bit in the first half as well, linking up. He just tries to bring the ball back inside when mm. he probably should have gone outside, slips. Um, and then I have to say, it's a very, very good ball in, into Crooks and he finishes it with a plomb, doesn't he? I mean, he, you know, it's a really good finish, but yeah, I think it's a little bit unlucky on George with that one. Is that uh, Lee George executing the plan and keeping possession, trying to turn back inside and play the ball to retain possession and rather than hoofing it up the line? Um, possibly. I mean, I I seen Liam's reaction and um, he kind oh, yeah. of turned around like? and and, <laughs> and kind of punched the ground, not in a I'm celebrating in a bloody hell, I think, phrase. <laughs> I think I think I, I, I agree with you, Matt. Um, I I thought George, George is interesting. He, he had a decent game yesterday, but I think one of his weaknesses, which will be interesting to see the role that Ross McCrory might play mm. if um, he gets back soon, hopefully, is that I don't ever think George is quite comfortable receiving the ball under pressure. Yeah. And if you, and, and that was, that was where that goal came from. He got the ball caught up, caught up in his feet. As simple yeah, as that, you know, you know, he was like, Oh, I'm get, I'm, I'm under pressure. And and that's probably um, the part of his game that he needs to develop the most at the moment. He's come on leaps and bounds. I think he's he's he could be really good. He's getting forward more. But yeah, I think it it, it is you know. And I think I wondered if Liam was probably thinking, oh shit, we've given a goal away. Sorry, excuse my French. Uh, you know, we've given a goal away doing what I want them to do. But it's quite a key goal because we're a two 0 up and now it's two two, and the other team yeah. have got all the momentum. And we know momentum's in um, key in football. But I think that kind of led on to what also pleased me much is that um what pleased me a lot sorry was uh city kind of steadied the ship got themselves back into it and didn't let that you know i think the pessimists around me were saying oh it's going to be four two five two to burrow now they're right on top <laughs> um but we know it didn't yeah absolutely okay um 66 minute tgh floats the corner in towards rob dickey who rises highest heads back across the goal and the keeper makes a save but it only goes as far as sykes who volleys it in from a narrow angle with a controlled right foot shades of marco van basten shades (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, all right (laughs) the um stretching it 
yeah, well, you got you got to stretch it. You got to glorify these things. <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, it was, it was a good finish. Yeah, nonetheless, it's um, it's a really tight angle on the volley. Um, and yeah, we've seen those sort of sell over the safe stand in the past. But uh, yeah, great to get back on top so quick. Well, relatively quickly, back fourteen minutes that we were that we were equalised. They it was two two four. So um, yeah, um, and TGH he put two hands in the air, which, you know, is a signal for Rob is coming, coming for you on your head. Um, and, and yeah, he's obviously heading it towards goal. Keeper makes a great save and, and Sykes is there, Matt, to, to fire home. Goes back to what Lee said about TGH's delivery. Um, Dieng actually goes to try and, you know, can I claim it? Then he has to go back, makes a good save from Dickie's header. Um, and it was one of those with Sykesy that, he was so close. I was almost thinking, God, is he going to flag for offside as well? Because he, yeah. he was he was that close. But obviously, defensively, they were right on the line. In um, yeah, it was a great finish. A, a really composed sort of, you know, smashes it into the net. Goes running off, kicks the the ball. It's on the the ball boy sort of spot into the stands, and then falls over. <laughs> so, um, oh, that was a comedy yeah, moment. Yeah, and great, great for Sykes as well. Gets his first first. Um, Republic of Ireland cap this week, starting mm. cap, um, an assist, and then to get the winner as well. So a great week for him. I think TG said in his interview as well that he also got a new car. So um, oh. good, good week all round. But yeah, it was a, it was a good finish from Sykesy. Yeah, brilliant, great stuff. Great to be back in front. Sixty eighth minute, Lee at a, a double substitution. Conway off, Cornicon and Bell off, and um, Mimetti on. Any surprise for you in that substitution? No, I was probably surprised at how long it took, if I was honest. I did, I thought Sam Bell um, was quiet yesterday yeah. for pretty much most of the match, to, to, if, we're, if, if we're being honest. I know he's had a big week, um, but I thought he was quiet. And I think the same as you were, you alluded to about this isolation with, with Tommy, um, he's always going to run about and put effort in. I thought yesterday his isolation, um, pick up on what Matt said, and being someone that used to try and play that role um, was is the ball just wasn't sticking to him. And, and, and actually a lot of the time when the ball wasn't sticking to him, there was some pretty simple for me, for a pro footballer coming into him. It wasn't about it being up around his shoulders. It was bouncing off of him, off of his feet a little bit too much. And I think if, if he, when he does that well and he can do it, we've seen it do it. It naturally brings the other players into play a lot closer to him. And then he's not isolated and he can spin and, and do his stuff. So I think I was probably more surprised that we got to, we got to, to to seventy, um, or almost seventy minutes before that change was made. I thought they might have made a change a little bit earlier. Okay, uh, Matt, seventy six minute Pring booked after a lunging tackle, um, and then it's the free kick to Burrow, which is well defended. But as you said at the start, that's Pring now out. I think he had two more games to to go before that was reset, if you like. But uh, yeah, it causes a bit of a problem for Wednesday. I don't think Cam Pring is anywhere near the levels that he was last season. Um, and I, I really like Cam Pring, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's, he's, he's carrying a knock or, um, or, or what, but yeah, he, he's not, he's not getting forward in the way that he did before. Um, and I think he's, he's having to make challenges almost last ditch at times. And, and he got, got caught yesterday. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. And, and I'm, I might, I might be in the m- minority, but, um, I'm not seeing the campering that I see saw last season, this season. Yeah. Well, he, picked, was... 
There was a knock, wasn't there, Lee? You were just about to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he picked an o- a knock up from the kickoff yesterday. So I don't Did know he? if you can remember. So, so City kicked off yesterday and they went back. They pinged it sort of that, that little diag. He went up for a challenge, won the header, and there was a coming to get, and he was holding his hip for right. a good 10 minutes after that. And, you know, those of us that have had hip knocks, I'm sure we've had all of them. So they're pr- they can be pretty sore for a while, let alone if you're playing pro football, that kind of level and, in- and intensity. So he looked a little bit, a little bit battered, I think. I think he was kind of struggling through to a to a degree. But, uh, you know, I, I know what you mean. It, there, there just seems to be a little bit of fizz missing from Cam at the yeah. moment. It's not it's not like he's having a stinker. It's just that, no, exactly. that little yeah. bit of fizz that he's got that goes on top that that scares defenders and scares yeah. the teams when he drives through with it. Just um, is is not there at the moment. And it, it happens to all of us, doesn't it? We all go in and out of form a little bit, that sort of top, top form. And perhaps Cam's just not on top, top form at the moment. Yeah. No, okay. Right. Um, it's a 78th minute now, and I'm just looking to see who that was. It was Sam Silvera through Middlesbrough. They hit the post after some great work, great tenacious work on the right-hand side. Um, Viner then clears, and Cornick carries the ball forward really well. Feeds Sykes, who crosses, and it kind of just hits Cornick and is goes towards goal, but it was an easy save. So, so Matt, a, a dangerous chance for Borough, and yeah, that was a really good, really good bit of work from the Borough player. Yeah, it was. Um, and and again, go back to what we said before. They're a good side, a good side, high on confidence. Um, probably showed the faith that Steve Gibson had in Michael Carrick because early season they went. I can't even remember how many games it was without a win. Mm. And there was real danger of, you know, other boards might have kind of gone, right, we, we need to get rid. Well, they were um, in the relegation zone, I think, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, absolutely. But I think in recent weeks, they've beat, um, they beat, they beat Leicester, I think, before the international break. Um, so they're, they're a decent side. And yeah, it was, it was, um, it, it was a good move. I think they've got some very good players. Um, I do think when Cornet came on, he he gave us that physicality again. He he wins headers, he puts himself about, and then that passage of play where he was sort of driving forward, um, you know, yeah, it was it, it was a, a a really good cameo. Would I start him over Tommy? No, I wouldn't. But I think he seems it, to be a finisher, doesn't he? As opposed to yeah, a exactly. starter well, at the moment. Yeah, yeah Nigel's sort of phrases, wasn't it? Yeah, and and, and you're right. I think it, that is the case, but. Even yesterday, I thought there was a little bit more to his game yesterday, Cornick, when he came on. He seemed to be a little bit more composed. In mm. So, yeah, you know, ho- hopefully, again, working with, with Manning and with, with Chris Hogg, you know, you'll see improvements in a number of players. Yeah. Do you share that view, Lee? I think Cornick came on. He seemed, he almost seemed to be a couple of inches taller. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's certainly... Um... You could see it's interesting that you say that it, the, those balls going up. All of a sudden, you were thinking, actually, he can win a flick on here. Mm. Are you going in behind? So, are you are you going going yeah. in behind? But I thought what was quite one one of the things that was interesting for me yesterday was that all of the substitutes for both teams I thought influenced the game when they came on. Burrows yeah. changes is you know um, led to Cam's booking that you were just talking about earlier. They, it was all of a sudden, oh god, there there are you know these guys aren't uh, making up the numbers that have come on for Barra and um and Cornet came on and gave us some different options influence the game Mehmeti looked like he had a bit more confidence and a bit more purpose to his game and yeah. and even um Joe Williams at the end I know it was only yeah. sort of 5 minutes but I he 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 helped you know he helped yeah. go and get a ball and drag it away and help with the defensive side of it you know to, to mm. transition the game around 
Yeah, absolutely. Another substitution, Sykes off, Naismith on. Um, trying to work out kind of the formation. It looked like they went 5-3-2, Lee. Uh, you're nodding, so you share that, uh, I No, I thought they went, it felt more like 5-4-1 to me. I yeah. thought they kind of went um, Mameti, um, Mameti left and Sykes was right. Um, you know, and just kind of flooded that midfield and left corner cut to sort of go on his own, but with Mameti joining him quite a lot, I thought, you know, almost you could see that sometimes when the ball transitioned over, how quickly they were getting back into shape. So that mm. that was what it kind of felt. I, I wondered if they were going three five two, but you could certainly see that actually Cam and, and George Tanner were deep rather than yeah, playing were. higher. What do you think about that, Matt? Going to sort of five at the back. Is it inviting pressure on or is it just shoring things up? It's a it's a knife edge, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. I think I think it was about the the, the four in the middle, um, or across the, the, the middle. Um it was funny, Naismith came on, and I'm not sure I can recall Naismith doing anything on, on the ball in terms of bringing it out like we expect with Naismith. Mm-hmm. It was almost probably goes back to a little bit, like I said about Andy Vyman a few weeks back, but the exact opposite. He was on, did his job, but you didn't really notice him. He just did what he, he needed to do. Didn't do anything where he was kind of too, you know, overplayed or what have you. But I think it was about trying to snuff Borough out. Yeah. Also. Um, and you, you know, I know you, you can look at it negatively and are we inviting it on, but I thought we defended well. And I've, I've seen a piece from, from James Pierce this morning that apparently in training on Friday, they did a thing where they had eight attackers in the box and four defenders and the four defenders just had to keep the ball out the net. Um, and I didn't think it was like that. I didn't think it was Alamo or anything like that. I thought they they managed the game out really well. I think Lee's point there about Lee, um, about Joe Williams, rather than Lee Williams, um, I thought Joe Williams when he came on, yeah, was, was just what you wanted. Carried the ball out, put himself about... Um, Strangely, I know it was only six minutes, but looked looked quite fit. That's <laughs> the way he was bombing around. He seemed to have a, a bit of speed about him. But yeah, it was um I thought we saw the game out pretty comfortably in the end. And one one key bit for me, don't know if it was a corner or a free kit, but Max came and claimed a cross. Yes. Um, which even as a fan, you're kind of going, Oh, thank God for that. You know, he's come and got it. As a defender, you must be absolutely over the moon that your keeper come and plucks one out of the air like that. So yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought, um, sorry, Hash, I was just going to say on pick up on the Naismith stuff. I thought what, what Manning did there was they were getting a bit of joy down that left hand side. We mm. kind of, and I think it was just like, right, actually, I'm just going to stick another body over on that left hand side. And I think it, it, all of a sudden it did, it did, did stop because they stop had a little it, passage, yeah. didn't they? Of five minutes of being able to play those little one twos. They were getting in behind. Yeah. It wasn't coming to anything, but it was dangerous areas for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 89th minute, fantastic to see Mimetti running the length of the pitch and get a shot away and on target, Matt. Um, he came on with a real purpose and we've been wanting to see that for for quite some time since his first couple of games, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that there you go, that proves that was wrong or anything like that because clearly he, he's got to perform week in week out I think he's he's a popular member of the team you've seen from some of the the, the training videos and stuff but yesterday I think it was a a, a a bit of a melee a bit of a clearance and and then he used some a decent bit of strength and let the ball sort of come across him to get away showed a, a bit of a clean pair of heels was was darting in and out probably his shot was just not low enough to cause the Engmore problems than it did 
but what it did was got us up the other end of the pitch mm. when we'd been defending on our you know in our own sort of box so yeah great great to see and then you know we'll, we'll talk about a couple of others that, that he had runs but he looked in that cameo yesterday more like the Mimetti that we signed and we saw in those first couple of games but I'm not I'm not going over the top and in the same way as I haven't gone over the top when I've seen fans saying he's never a championship player in a million years he's never going to make it blah 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 he's he's clearly a player that needs the manager's confidence and then needs probably a goal or an assist to, to really get going again absolutely um, and it's an interesting one patch because you know not not giving any spoiler looks on the scores but I, I thought Sam Bell was poor yesterday um, and it will be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday as to whether he goes with Mimetti, who wasn't great at QPR in, in, in sort of the time that he was on. Um, but at that, that sort of left-hand side is a little bit of a, you know, does he bring Vyman in now? I don't think that's the right thing to do, but it will be interesting to see what he does. Cause I thought that Mimetti's cameo, he did more in that cameo than Bell had done during the, the time that he was on. Uh, yeah, he did, but uh, it's a different, different passage different of play, time, different yeah, time of, of the game. Um, and, and I think Sam's probably more def- defensively minded and aware yeah. of what he needs to do than Mimetti. But I just thought, yeah, I, I thought Sam had a poor game yesterday. I can't, I can't dress it any other way. Ninetieth minute, Matty James comes off and Joe Williams comes on. We've already spoken about the impact he had. Zach Viner becomes captain for the last seven minutes of added time. Ninety-first uh, minute, it's a dipping shot with Swerve, which Max guides out um, for a corner on the near post. So another good opportunity, Lee, for for Middlesbrough. And that last seven minutes was just such squeaky bum time and everyone's desperate not only for us to win and get the three points but desperate for that first win for Liam Manning at home yeah I mean it's, it's naturally always a bit bit like that isn't it uh but I think you know like like Matt was saying I thought we were as comfortable as you can be when it's that stage of the game you're always a little bit yeah. more nervous because it's that stage of the game because what you're thinking is if we concede one here there's no time left to 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 put it right it's more to do with that but I thought you know, Max dealt with that shot quite well. Um, you know, I don't know. It ended up being 98 and a half minutes, didn't it, by the time the ref blew yeah, the whistle. I and, I, and, I, and, I don't, and I don't know where he got it from because there was no stoppage in that seven minutes. There was no time wasting. There was nothing else going on. So that was a bit, I was I was more anxious in the, um, when it said 98 and, he, and he's like, well, you haven't blamed the whistle yet. And I, yeah. I think uh, I've got a theory. I've got a theory. It to, the, to the fourth official, where was he going with this? I've got a theory on that. Um, the the signal for seven minutes went across to the fourth official on 88 minutes. Right. And then we had a substitution. So he's probably added on a minute or a third. I mean, it is a, min- is a minimum, isn't it? Technically, anyway, it's a minimum yeah. of yeah, seven exactly. minutes. But exactly. you, know, you so don't often the... see it too much, do you, afterwards? No. Th- I mean, it didn't didn't help the, the heart rate, but that, no, that's probably the reason. Was, was the, the save that Max made, was that the one? Did they have just... one before? Yeah they, yeah, they had one before that. They hit the post, didn't they? Uh, no, we've done that one already. Did we? Sorry, seventy-eight minute. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a similar passage, wasn't it? But yeah, but no, it was. Um, I like Lee said. I thought they they saw the game out, but you, you're just going to get nervous. I mean, I think with three minutes in, they had a a cross in, and I'm thinking probably the one where Max came to claim it. If they score now, they'll probably go on and get the winner. So you, like, <laughs> you, my, my mindset was, we're not even getting a point here. Let this the game went and- on. Well, I can't. I can't remember the last game because that's clearly what happened. That I guess in the middle because I had people around me going, "Oh, you know, this is what happened last time." 
when they got equalised, you know, well, they'll, they'll, we were 2-0 up, 3-0 up or whatever it is and, yeah, yeah, and lost yeah. the game and people are going, it's amazing, it's amazing how negative football fans are. We're going to lose this now. The, the bit but, for me as well, and, and I know that people have to get buses and want to get out and, after a performance like that, the sheer volume of fans <laughs> that are already sort of exiting and not seeing the win and not seeing Liam Manning celebrating, giving the three sort of fist pumps to Section 82. Um, yeah, it was, um, but as, as I say, I appreciate that people have got to get out and get buses and what have you. 94th minute, great battling from Joe Williams to retain the ball, lays it off from Mehmeti, who looks really hungry. Um, and he, uh, yeah, and tries to engineer another shot. Interesting one on that, that, he didn't run into the corner, but there we go. He's hungry, hungry to to get a goal. Um, and then 96 minutes, a shot from distance saved by Max O'Leary, and that takes us to the end of the game. And Matt, yeah, you alluded it, to it there. The the celebrations afterwards. Um, Liam Manning's fist bumps to section 82, and you know, hopefully, you can do that to all four corners of or all three corners of Ashton Gate as well. Uh, so it was great to see, great to see that togetherness in the the unit and and um, him doing the lap of honour as well. It's all things that we like to see. So um, yeah, kudos, kudos to him and congratulations on his first win. And it was an, it's an important thing to get your first win early on as well. You know, I mean, I know, but he's, he's two games in, two games unbeaten. Um, you know, a, a win against a very good informed side. And they can go to Southampton with confidence. Will we'll be a, a, a similar sort of game. Southampton, you know, Russell Martin's known for the football that his, his teams play. So, you know, I, might, I I can see that being a really good open game on on Wednesday. Um, see it being quite exciting again. But no, I thought I thought it was important that Manning got his, his first win. The other thing for me, Patch, was, um, and not not reading too much into it, but Matty James making way for Joe Williams. I'm not sure under Nigel Pearson that would have been the case. I think you might have seen TGH come off. Um, so, you know, and, and as I say, I'm not, I'm not trying to in, imply, I suppose, by bringing it up, I am implying something, but um, I just felt that, you know, again, Liam Manning actually looked at it, the merits of what it was, right, I want to get some more legs in the middle, and Matty James, his legs are the the older ones in there that are probably feeling it a bit. So I thought again it was it was a good move by Manning. I thought he got least Lee said earlier on, but the, I thought the subs they they got spot on. Yeah, excellent. Okay, right, Matt. This is the point of the podcast where you do your ratings. But yep. I've asked Twitter for uh, predictions X. on the uh, well, whatever um, for their predictions on the the average team. Uh, score that we that we do. So I don't know if you've got a pen and paper because we never really make any sort of record of, yeah, of yeah. this. Right. So just just put the initials. So Tim Knowles, yeah, Tim Knowles six point one two. Josh Bryan seven point one. Um, Andy Parsons seven point three two. Rob Norris six point six six. Claire Roberts six point seven five. Wurzel of Oz seven. Uh, Richie Rich, 6.88. Haribo Sauce, 6.5. Dave, no mercy, 11. <laughs> Dave, um, that's li- little, you know, spoiler alert, it's not 11. Yeah. Shane O'Connor, 6.85. Greg, 6.62. And then you asked for some in the chat last night as well, didn't you? Yep. Um, see if I can get these. Um, I think I was 6.4. Um, I think he was in there as well. Yeah. 
think I went 6.5. There's, there's far too much going on in this. Um, there's too much rubbish. Oh, here we go. So, yeah, 6.2 from Northern Tom. Um, 6.5 from, from Big Z, Lee Williams. Yep. 6.6 from Julian. And I think that was all you got. So, right. quite a few there okay. to, to go for, but um, yep. let's hear it. Okay. So, um, Max, I've gone six. Um, I thought he he did what I would expect him to do. I didn't think there was any worldies that um, he should have done better with. Um, unlucky with the Viner goal. So, yeah, I've, I've gone six for Max. Um, George and Pringy on the flanks. I, I went two sixes. I'll be honest. I did go two fives to start with. And then I thought, for George, I'm I'm really penalising him for 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 a slip, um, and there was still a little bit of work to do. So I, I, you can't necessarily say that he was, you know, it was a, an absolute gift that he gave. So I went I went six in the end, and for Cam, I'd, I'd gone five, but then I've gone six. I'm kind of I was giving it based on what he was last season. In the terms of the game yesterday, he defended well. Yes, he got the book in didn't get forward but it was it was probably a pring a campering performance from this season really um so yeah i went i went two sixes um the two boys in the middle so zach i went six um and i know that some might have gone five because of the og i think you know we've talked about what he was trying to do it just didn't didn't come off um yes he had a moment in the first half where it was that little heavy touch other than that, I thought I thought he was a, another decent performance from Zach, um, and Rob Dickey was was up there for for my man of the match. Um, so I've gone I've gone eight for Rob, um, and it's an interesting one. We we debated this didn't we on the 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 group last night that when Rob Atkinson's back fit, what do you then do from that central point of view? Um, and, and clearly, Rob would have to find his form and be, and be playing well, but you wouldn't be bringing him straight back in because I think Viner and Dickie have got a really good partnership at the moment. They seem to play well together. Mm-hmm. But I, I just like the way that Dickie goes about his business. He's he's a, a danger. Or not a, he's not a danger in our area, but he's a danger in the opposition area. Um, so yeah, I went. I toyed with a seven for Rob. I, I went eight in the end because he for me he was he was up there in the discussion for man of the match. Um. Midfield, um, an interesting one, and I'll, I'll take your boys' um, take on it. But so for, I'll give you the, the scores first of all. So I went um, Matty James six, Jason Knight seven, Sykes seven, and Gardner Hickman eight, and man of the match for Gardner Hickman. But taking Matty to start with, I thought Matty James did did what Matty James does, his experience and um, was was on it. But I also felt that experience added a lot to that middle of the pitch. So I don't know if that was worthy of a seven or not. Um, I've gone six in the end because I thought it was, you know, I still think is what I expect. He didn't create anything. He just did his job for me yesterday, but I'll take your boys take on that. I'd I'd agree with a six. I thought Matty was actually quite anonymous in the first 30 minutes as well. I think, you know, I think what, what, what we're seeing with Matty James, I've got a lot of, lot of time for him and experienced players, but when you come up against pretty mobile midfields like Middlesbrough were yesterday is where he gets found out a little bit. Um, You know, so I think balancing it up for me, I think a six is a fair reflection. I was only thinking, sorry, Patch, go on. 
I was only thinking a seven, a, a seven, um, effectively like a, a a point up because he won us that penalty, um, which effectively I don't know if he won't get an assist for that, but um, yeah, that experience has effectively yeah. got us in the lead. I'm not giving a point for a two point. No, nah, definitely not. <laughs> I, and I think I think I think how I would look at it as well is that if you think is did Matty James play better than Zach Zach Viner, George Tanner, and Cam Pring? I, I don't probably, think that he did, yeah, so I, I wouldn't no. say warranted a, a what, higher score. Would Would you offer him a new contract, Lee? Um, I think it's difficult because you don't know what else is out there. Mm. If If you know what I mean, and so he, it, it he depends what you're one of the higher wage, wage earners yeah, as well. You would think he, he will be, and I suspect he'll be looking for a two year contract because you tend yeah. to be at that age. And I certainly wouldn't offer him a two year contract. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but that's based on the presumption that there are other options. If there isn't, sometimes you've got someone there settled who knows the thing, hasn't got to do any settling in, yeah. and there's some someone it. But it might be, you know, like a an Andy Voiman from a couple of years ago, where reduced terms but longer contract. There might be some. There might yeah, be some. It's it's some, a big it's a big call with those those three in particular, isn't it? Matty James, Joe Williams, Andy Voiman. Mm. Um, it will be interesting to see see what they do because clearly all three of them have got championship experience with us know yeah. what the club's about I think Joe Williams it feels as though he's over his injuries now um, you know I know he's just coming back from an injury but that was a bit of a, a knock kind of thing yeah. so it'd be I'm, I'm probably at the moment Joe Williams is probably the one that I'm most undecided about whether to offer or not I think he's the one I probably would do but like you say, with both Matty and, and Andy, and I would I I did say the other day I would I would offer Andy a year, but I don't know. Again, from an age point of view, they would be looking at two, and I'm sure they would get two at other clubs. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. What about you, Patch? Well, with Joe Williams, I I can't see him getting much game time with TGH and Matty James being the first names on the team sheet, effectively in that in that two. If we continue in that, yeah. so he's going to have to take these opportunities, these little five, ten minutes, twenty minutes, whatever, um, to to prove that he can be part of the squad. And as I say, I think he's over his, over his injuries and it's, it's what else is out there. I think he's really good for the dressing room as well. I think he, he holds the, the, the squad together a little bit with his nature. So I, I would, I would definitely be looking to keep all three of them personally. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've got, if you've got the midfield fit though, interesting what you say there about, you know, he's only going to be getting a bit of game time, but if, if Joe Williams is fit and starts to build that in, is it? Do you start or does Liam start looking at a midfield that looks like Williams, TGH, and Knight? You know, yeah. and I know that takes away experience, but what it brings in is mobility that we we're that's, talking about. That's the key, and, and, that, and that's yeah. the key thing at this level. The the good teams you see have got very mobile mid, midfields, and if yeah. they've got experience and mobility, is is even better for them. You're, you're seeing it more and more. I I think. No, I completely agree, and and I think even yesterday we. Borough, I mean, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but the games that Johnny Housen runs, yeah. the bloke's just quality. And, and actually, probably, I'd love to see his kind of touch map, um, but seems to have, seems to have a little, you know, more, more mobility than, than Jamie would have. And to be fair to Matty James, he might absolutely have been told, "I want you to be sitting there. I don't want yeah. you to be bombing yeah. forward." You know, there's that to it as well. Thirty-five. Um, Housen's thirty-five. Why, why? What a boy! I suppose a bit, bit like. In fact, I prefer him over Barry Bannon. I've got to be honest, but I just—he always impresses me. Housen always gets mm. the ball. Reminded me a little bit, and I know he's a lot younger. But um, is it Oakley, the lad at 
um, Swansea. Matt Oakley, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Something like that, isn't it? Yeah, can't think. Patch that out for me. <laughs> but yeah, the Swansea number eight, um, he'll have played yesterday, Patch. Um, I'm sure it's Oakley. Or is it Grimes you want to make? Grimes, Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was going to say, nothing <laughs> coming like out Oakley. for Oaks. Yeah, yeah nothing like Oakley, <laughs> Matt Grimes. But he reminded me of, God, where did that go from? Um, he reminded me a lot of him yesterday in terms of getting the ball and everything was going through him. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I think if we want to we want to achieve what we want to achieve, you've got to have that midfield that has got legs and mobility, but also can can be good on the ball. So well, three games say, in three games in a week, who knows? You may search, yeah. circle them around a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And, and who knows what might happen in January? I mean, it, it will be interesting to see whether that's a question that gets asked tomorrow night about the January transfer window, because initially I've seen tins and I think, I don't know about John Lanzer, but certainly tins talking about, probably not doing any business and and um you know we're at the kind of cap of our wage structure and stuff to this week manning talking about doing january business um so that that will be interesting to see see whether anything materializes from that point of view um and i suppose the other that so so james we debate we'll, we'll go with the six sykesy scores his goal um and it was a great goal i thought there were passages of play and again it's, it's obviously clearly coached but there were times I think both with with Sykesy and Sam Bell where we we really narrowed the pitch both came inside um and sometimes we got the ball and you were looking for that out option and there wasn't one it was all a little bit too narrow but I went seven for Sykesy um and then with Jason Knight I went seven and that one I kind of thought was was Jason Knight on the level of Rob Dickey and Gardner Hickman and should he be an eight um but I went seven because he, he still gave the performance that I'm used to seeing from Jason Knight, where it is all energy and stuff. Um, so again, I'll let you boys debate Sykesy and, and Jason Knight. I've gone two sevens. Yeah, I think I think two sevens is fair. I thought yeah. I actually thought Sykes was not poor first half, but average. Quiet, wasn't he? Did, yeah, 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 did a bit more and obviously got and got his goal. And I think you got it's important to recognise that. And that was a great finish from that angle. I'm still not too sure how he how he got it in yeah um and jason knight is just the um signing of the season i mean he is incredible he's the one player we cannot afford to lose yeah Yeah. i would say in the whole team at the moment i I really think as well that that he he will be a player that other clubs will be looking at because of you know i mean i think he's putting in those sort of performances for the republic of ireland as well that's the amount of minutes he's playing and the level that he's playing at is just ridiculous yeah ridiculous Brilliant. Yeah, it is. Agreed. Um, I've talked about Sam Bell. Um, it, it was a five for me for Sam. I thought Sam was below what we absolutely know he's capable of. You know, he's had, he's had early season sevens and eights in a number of games. Um, but his form over the last kind of month or so has really dipped um, mm. in terms of the influence and stuff. So I went for a five for Sam. And I, and I do wonder whether even kind of tactically with dealing with him, he needs to be taken out of it a little bit to get his, his kind of mojo back and get that form back. Or maybe you, you stick with him and he plays through it. But yeah, for me yesterday, I thought Sam was, was 
of a, a performance was probably the lower than anybody else yesterday. Yeah, he was just he was below par yesterday when he, he was. Sam. That's yeah. all it was. It you yeah. know it wasn't an absolute stinker. It was just no, one of those no, no, days that all. we all have where yeah. you know he just he just wasn't quite wasn't quite yeah. at it. And and, and hopefully then, if he's there, I think he'll be in, going back to your point earlier, yeah. Matt. I think he will be involved Wednesday because I yeah. think defensively he is more a bit more clued yes. up than Mametti and you're going yeah. away from home to Southampton. I think you're probably going to, you're, you're, you're going to stick with that side of I it. I didn't see their score yesterday. How did they go on yesterday? Southampton. Drew 1-1 one, one with Huddersfield. Yeah. Interesting. 1-0 one, one, up and, uh, and ended up 1-1, yeah. One, 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 yeah. Um, and then lastly, um, Tommy Conway, I've gone six. Um, yes, he scored the pen, but didn't, didn't take the chance. Had more touches yesterday. Um, but I don't think Tommy was at the level that I've talked about with Knighty and Sykes and stuff. So I went, I went six for Tommy. Interesting. Um, that one. And if, if he'd have got that, if he'd have scored the goal that we put our house on, yeah. would he, would he would be a seven? He probably yeah, wouldn't, have he the, he wouldn't have had the penalty, would he? <laughs> he wouldn't have had the penalty then because the passage of play changes and the, the build-up changes because we're starting. Yeah, yeah. So it's just still the one goal patch. Carry on. Um, and I, you know, I love him, my favourite player. So I've got shirts with his name on. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it was sixty nine minutes of subs, and although it was seven yeah, minutes, yeah. they do don't them. don't quite qualify. So, from that point of view, and I I don't know what it is because I have done that as we've sort of been been talking. So Gardner Hickman, I've got man of the match. We all yeah, happy yeah. with that. Um, and that just just as a side note, so man of the matches this year: Zach Viner four, Rob Dickey four, Gardner Hickman two, Knight two, Sykes two. Um, and then we've got Naismith, James, O'Leary with one. Um, okay. But Dick Dickie actually has been in the mix for man of the match when what's he's his, got it as well. Yeah, he really has. What's his What's Dickie's average for the league? Uh, I've not looked at it actually. Yeah, I'll I'll do that as we I'll carry on with that afterwards. But so fi- final reckonings. Have Here we, we go. got anybody? Drum roll. <laughs> well, it's how you look at it. Uh, so final reckon six point four five. So Mr. Pa- Mr. Patrick Warner had six point four, and Mr. Lee Williams had six point five. So <laughs> can, can we just change that Excel cell to, to one decimal place or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shape. So yeah, there's a couple. So uh, I'll give it with you, you two. And I think it's probably just because we know me and Lee probably know you the best. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was HS. Um, is that Haribo, Haribo Sauce? Yeah, Haribo Sauce had 6.5 as well. So, yeah. Well um, and oh, sadly, Dave, Dave New Mercy, yeah, you were way out of it, mate. With yeah. But, yeah. Stiggers just come <laughs> in with a 7.26 as well. So, uh, unlucky yeah. Stiggers, yeah. So, I'll have a look at the averages and see where we are with it as well. If you carry on yeah, any other okay. tweaks that came in, whatever, yeah. Yeah, so... Um... Well, let's just talk about Southampton um, very quickly. So... It's going to be interesting to see whether he flexes his formation or not with uh, a different proposition, a, diff- a different type of away game. Um, Cam Pring not being available in terms of selection, though, Lee. Can you see many changes other than other than Pring? Uh, no, on the basis that there's no um, knocks, you might see. And uh, what might be interesting is, do you see? Uh, um, a Vyman coming back in, does he kind of go on that experience side of it? I actually think he's got the courage of his own convictions, to be honest with you. I think he showed that yesterday. I think he'll go with a a, a team that he thinks is is going there to to win the game 
um, that's got that, has got the got the energy and the legs. So I don't, I don't. He just got. A, he's going to have to figure out the, the the campering situation. I wonder if, you know, there's some maybe a situation where he puts Tanner over to left back and drops Sykes into right back or something along those lines. You know, sometimes they, with people that are established fullbacks can often play either side, can't they? So um, I wonder if that might or, be, be too much of a disruption, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah. I mean, well, the the, the, the alternative though, if you think about the disruption is he's only, he's, he's probably going to have to change formation, isn't he? And go with a three. Because mm. there's no natural left back, so yeah. either either way, there's going to be. Um, if you keep a four, yeah. there is going to be disruption. If you go to a three, probably less so, but uh, maybe then a formation that the the players are less familiar with. That's a question for, t- for tomorrow night at the Hen and Chicken. Um, yeah, are you willing to change formation in in instances where your only left back is uh, out injured? <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about Roberts's knock as well, so I was going to ask about him because I realised yeah, he's out for ages. He's out for yeah. Ages. How long is he out for? Is he? Yeah, months. months. Timeline is it? Oh, I don't know. I thought they said. I thought I, I read months. Yeah, I thought I knew it was a bad one. No, I thought I thought they were starting to get him back and in, in a little bit like the McCrory kind of situation. Well, McCrory's on the grass on Monday. Well, I was going to say, did anybody hear anything that he had to say on on Robbie's yeah, TV I watched to the, know? I, I watched the pre-show last night, which is always available on YouTube. And actually, um, not everyone might be aware of that. Actually, the the first half an hour of Robin's TV is always available on YouTube on the evening. Right, um, okay. And so that's yeah, that was a good fifteen minute interview with Ross McCrory um, from from Russ Ganlon on there. So. Um, Definitely worth checking that out. He talks about his background, his history, how he's getting on. And yeah, he's he said that he's going to be on the grass on Monday. But in terms of when he's back, it won't be until the new year. So that's not that far away now, to be fair, is it? No, no, no mate, mate. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose it's probably a, a number of games that he's going to miss between them. But yeah, I mean, um, it, it will be good to have him back and have that competition on the right side. And if he's... Mm. I mean, from from what I'd read early season, McCrory was the one out of all of them, including Knight, that they mm. were most looking forward to seeing play. You know, and I think perhaps you've spoke to a couple of Aberdeen fans or someone else that we've talked about on here has, and mm. they said sort of, you know, what what an energetic sort of player he is. Yeah. Still don't really know the, what the injury was and no, where the bac- bacterial infection was to know is that likely to have any kind of impact on him. Um, when he gets back, but yeah, it'll be, it will be good to have him back. Yeah, clearly. Well, I'm just trying to look back, but his last competitive game for Aberdeen would have been in April. So that would have been yeah. his last competitive game, which is a long time. And it's whether how, how quickly he can get back up to speed is the interesting. Yeah. Interesting also point. got to say as well, mate, thoughts with, with, with Iman um, Benaris as well. Um, yeah, awful. the fact that he's picked up a, a, a hamstring injury now on the back of his. Uh, it sounds terrible to say. I'm glad it's not glad. The fact that it's a hamstring and not is is crucial again, or either crucial. You know that that's kind of a a, a small positive if you're looking for anything. Mm. Um, but I think that and and Lee, you'll know far far more than me. But it's quite common, isn't it, when you've been out for so long with those kind of knee injuries that you then pick up that kind of muscle type injury as well. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, and, I, and I think it also depends on how he um, what what reconstruction he had on his ACL because um, yeah. you know 
I did mine. I had the old one, which was like the patella tendon bottom, led to believe a lot of, or I don't know whether they still use the hamstring now. So they used to, then they then started moving to using part of the hamstring, right, as okay. the as it. They they probably don't. I just might come up with something artificial nowadays that they can stick in there to to do it. But yeah, three D print will. Yeah, I mean, I think what's quite interesting is he seems to be getting really close to coming back before it happens. Yeah. It's not like yeah. it's like oh, I'm starting. You know, I'm talking yeah. about Ross McCrory being back on the grass. You know, a couple of weeks in and stepping up your intensity, and then it goes because your body's not used to it. Mm. You know, it seems like he's on the verge of. You know, he's played a couple of twenty ones games yeah. on the ver- You know, and then and and then it goes. But I guess these things can these things can happen. There seems to be a lot of training ground injuries, generally speaking, across um, clubs nowadays. Yeah. Than, than there are in games. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple of tweets to finish us off then. Uh, Shane O'Connor, three points and three fist pumps. I'm sold. Uh, Dean Allen, a super win for Bristol City against an informed Borough side. Great start from Liam Manning, who you can see has his players working hard for him already. TGA tonight never stops. And Mameti as a sub looked a threat. Dickie was immense. We never lose when Sykesy scores. Um, uh, Matt Withers, as as a replied to Shane Nichols, oh, I, right. I really a lot of senses, <laughs> Well, uh, I really enjoyed. <laughs> that. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Playing, okay, read it. Played to play to a plan, keeping possession. Just lacked quality at times. Good three points against a good side. Um, uh, Shane very solid performance. Looked very comfortable on the ball and was solid defensively for the majority. Just need someone to pick the pockets, but patterns of play looked good um yeah so yeah some good engagement particularly on the scores i might keep, do that as a regular thing yeah, yeah. ask for people to send in their their predictions but thank you um to lee's three words for joining us on the podcast live uh this morning uh, always Thank- a pleasure yeah no thanks for inviting me back it was uh it was good to good to have a chat and catch up with you guys again first time this season yeah, stay brilliant. safe putting those christmas lights up mate I will. <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas vacation on in the background. Uh, 100%. Brilliant. Good stuff. Right. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good Don't work. forget to follow us over on X at 3PIAPC. And we'll be back on at some point on Thursday slash Friday. Depends when we can align our diaries. Cheers, all. Well, I'm off Thursday, Friday, mate. So, yeah. There we go. All right. Cheers, Take guys. care, everyone. Thanks, Big Z. Take care, mate. That's why